Welcome back to another episode of Psycho Cinematic. Today we'll be covering the movie Black Bear, written and directed by Lawrence Michael Levine. And as always, spoilers ahead. Now I'm going to waste no time getting into the explanation in case that's all you wanted to see with this movie because this movie was freaking confusing. After watching this movie twice in a week and writing a ton of notes and trying to analyze it and coming up with all these theories that didn't quite hold enough water, which I'll get into later in this video if you want to stick around for that, I finally came up with the most solid theory that I have, and I'm just going to call it the dream theory. I couldn't figure this out until I decided to look up online what a black bear can symbolize and represent in movies, dreams, what have you. And they represent problems, struggles, fear, aggression. Sounds a lot like this movie. And I did see in the IMDb fun facts that the writer director dreamt this and that's how he made this film. So part one and two are full of problems. In part one, Allison shows up with writer's blocks trying to get inspiration for her next film. She talks about her struggles as an actress, how no one wants to hire her anymore because maybe she was difficult and she acts in her own films, probably because that's the only way she can get an acting job anymore. And her husband was supposed to show up, but never does. And she ends up cheating with Gabe. And then during the climax of the first part, there's the bear in the middle of the road when she's driving to the hospital and she swerves around this bear and the bear is symbolizing the problem that she is avoiding. Now part two, she still has all of these career problems and now Gabe is her director husband. And then by the end of part two, she sees Gabe cheating on her and then turns around to see the black bear again. But instead of avoiding this black bear, she confronts it head on, starts walking down the stairs towards the black bear, meaning that she is now facing her fear and dealing with the problem. And so all of this makes me think that she is having a wild set of dreams all having to do with her real life that are all starting off the same way with her sitting on the dock and then going to write. It's not crazy to think that if you are obsessed with something or if it's really dominating your life, whether it be work or passion, that you're going to dream about it. So if she's writing, directing, acting, and she's trying to come up with that next film that's going to pop off for her or hopefully set her off in the right direction, then you would likely be dreaming about it. So all these stories are starting off the same with her on the dock and then presumably going to write her film. And when you have big problems or fears in the outside world, they show up in your dream. So she probably is being cheated on in her real life. And this is how her writer, director, actor mind is processing everything. So that's a theory that I think holds the most water, but I have other theories that I honestly think are more fun. My first theory when watching this movie is that Allison is alone and Gabe and Blair are warring parts of her brain. Gabe being the artist, who she is and who she wants to continue to be. And then Blair being the realist and she's pregnant. And maybe she represents how Allison feels slightly like an imposter in her own field. And I think Blair losing her baby might be signifying the fact that Allison is deciding to have an abortion. And also when you think about how the beginning of this movie continues to play through where she's sitting on the dock by herself, kind of in the fetal position, kind of looking like a baby. And then she's kind of being taken off the dock, being flushed out this area. And also Blair drinking wine constantly throughout the first part, not caring for the baby. Also, I'd be surprised if you didn't notice how many times they spilt coffee in part two. Two of the four coffee spills were on Blair's stomach. Another sign of abortion, pain on your stomach, and maybe even calling back to when she's like, oh, I've only, this is my second drink, which they say twice in this movie. 
come on. I mean, that is so good. And I feel like that's a working theory. And maybe it's just Allison having that problem in real life with the dream theory. And my second theory, which is one of my favorites, is that part one is all real. Part two is Allison's way of conjuring up this film to put herself in Blair's shoes as an actress to see how she made Blair feel. And that this entire movie is a story of empathy. Here's probably my worst theory, but I think still interesting. If we're taking extreme ownership of everything we do in life, Gabe should be owning up to the fact that he's kind of screwing over these women both times. He's screwing over Blair in part one and Allison in part two. He is the reason that Blair is probably going to lose her baby. At least that's what makes it seem like. So he is taking her baby away from her. And in part two, he is directing this film. And we've heard that Allison is a director as well. And at one point he says something along the lines of, I told you this film was going to ruin us. It's almost as if the director of Black Bear wants it to look like he is taking her baby because in the first part, we're watching her get all of the inspiration she needs for a film like this. And so he is taking it. So he took the baby from both characters. Again, not the best theory, like I said, but still interesting. And now I'm going to transition into covering the things that stood out to me in this movie and not so much the theories. And stick around because there is some interesting symbolism. Back to that first shot where she's sitting on the dock. I immediately wrote, we've got a rectangle dock, a rectangle towel, like who sits on their towel like that? Normally it's the other way so you can lay down. And so that immediately makes me think it's going to be a movie within a movie. Or if you want to go back to that pregnancy theory, then it's like the womb, the placenta, the baby. Now, fast forwarding to in the first part when Gabe is cooking and he's wearing Blair's apron. Two things about that. One, wearing Blair's apron while there's already this sexual tension between the three of them, this little love triangle that's going on. It's like she's marking her territory, and I thought that was pretty funny. But then also when Blair is bashing Gabe for shitting on feminism and whatnot and how he loves traditional gender roles, I think she's totally blowing his view out of proportion because the fact that, A, he's doing the cooking and he doesn't feel emasculated, at least not from what we see, by wearing his girlfriend's apron. Gabe and Blair clearly can't agree on anything, and Blair is just taking all these shots at him like, oh, it's... Not every day you get to meet a real artist or professional art. I mean, come on, Blair, you're driving me nuts here. The actress who plays Blair, she is in the Hulu limited series called 112263, and she plays the most sought after woman I think I've ever seen. And in here, she is just so unattractive to me because her personality is awful. That is in the first part. I wrote that this is either the best third wheel experience that you get because you're watching the deterioration in just the most fascinating but awkward way of a relationship, or it's just the worst experience ever. And I would lean towards it's the worst, but sometimes it is funny watching people go at it in a playful way. It's kind of like you're getting an inside look at someone's relationship, and it is fascinating. I do love how this movie made this tension between the three of them so palpable. It is ridiculous. I, I felt uncomfortable watching this alone in my living room. When Blair asked Gabe, are you attracted to her? I, I, I had to pause the movie and write down, like, duh, everyone is. Whatever your sexual preference, I feel like Aubrey Plaza is unanimous. We love her. Real quick, before I decide to watch this movie, I, you know, I watched the trailer and I was like, 
that looks like it's right up my alley. And I, I looked it up real quick online and I don't know who comes up with the genre on Google, but it says drama slash drama. And then on IMDb, I believe it says comedy slash drama. I didn't feel like it was a comedy at all. And I don't feel like you should say drama slash drama. At a minimum, it's a psychological drama, if that's even a thing. So at the end of the first part, I rewatched the part where Gabe throws Blair onto the couch because I was like, that looked like a super light landing. And like, I know that, you know, you're not going to like try and destroy your actor. If, if they even used her for it, I'm not sure. Maybe they use a stunt woman. I can't remember how it looked besides the fact that I thought it looked really soft. And it's funny because after I watched the whole movie a second time in the second part, when they're doing the last shot of this, the supposed film in that part, the director asks the DP, you know, how'd that look? And the DP replies, honestly, looked a little soft, looked a little light or whatever. And DP is director of photography. If you didn't know that, that's the guy with the camera. And I was like, holy shit. Like, I mean, this movie, seriously, the duality throughout this movie is wild all the way down to the colors of the outfits, the things that people say it's nuts. I mean, in the beginning of part one, Allison says how, you know, she's not a fan of compliments. And then I think it's in the beginning of part two, when Gabe, the director says he doesn't like compliments. There's just so many things. And I'm sure there'll be more as I work through my notes here. Here comes that movie in a movie symbolism that I was talking about with the doc because Allison is on the dock. And when Gabe goes to show Blair the monitor of the take, you know, we've got her in the frame. So it's a movie in a movie. I'm like, ah, I love it. It's really good stuff. And now for the joke more of the story. Monogamy makes you do some crazy things. I don't really know what the polygamous side of things would look like in a story like this, but probably not as violent, aggressive, and manipulative as the monogamous side of the story. Honestly, I would probably give this movie a 7 out of 10 if it weren't for the casting. I really like Aubrey Plaza as an actress, as well as Sarah Gaddon, who plays Blair, and then even Christopher Abbott. I've seen him in multiple movies in this psychological thriller genre, so he's been crushing it. So with the casting, I think it's an eight out of 10 instead of a seven out of 10. Though this movie left me with more questions than answers and more theories than I would care to have, I still had fun with it. It was super frustrating, but it was fun. So if you've made it this far and you've seen the movie, please comment your theory. And if you haven't seen the movie, check it out and come back here and let me know your theory because I am so curious to know what everyone else thinks. And I so wish I had a guest on this podcast so I could pick someone else's brain about this. It's frustrating. And that's all I have for you guys today on the movie Black Bear. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Psycho Cinematic. If you did, leave me a thumbs up. And then if you haven't already, don't forget to subscribe and I'll see you in the next one.